0: And you know what I was just thinking is I, I could basically send you little messages because I could mute my Skype mic, but then you're going to still hear the audio in the recording. That could really throw you off.
1: Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> mute the mic and
0: be like, this sucks, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you won't you won't hear it in the Skype. It won't be in your backup track.
1: You're, si- <laughs> you're such a team player. I love that. welcome, welcome. welcome. Hey everybody, RC Hilly Nation version 2.0. I am Dan. This is episode number 75. And I think uh, I think Nick's with me. Nick, are you here? I am mostly Nick's here.
0: Sure. How About Jesse? I think I decided to show up this oh, week. Oh
1: God, who invited Jesse? All right. dang it. <laughs> who did that? Are you gonna are you gonna kick me out again, Dan? I'm thinking about it. Thinking nah, about it. Shoot. No, wait, I can't do that because Jesse's been teaching me shit on the sim, so. Been trying. I'm not gonna say it's easy, but <laughs> then we have Justin.
2: Yep, I'm here.
1: <sighs> Justin, I'm a little disappointed that uh, that you didn't show up last week. Right?
2: I know, I know. I am as well. You missed. And it was even worse to hear all the cool stuff.
1: Oh my god, you guys that I missed. I have had quite possibly the best week ever. I'm not kidding. I, I'm in such a good mood. I got to see a compass crash. First and foremost, (laughs) how sweet is that? Now look, there's. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Jesse decides. I would be too. Jesse decides to fly when I have to go off and and keep. There was a ton of snow on on this field, and I have to go tromp around looking for the outhouse, right? (laughs) And so I'm working my way back, and I just glanced up just in time. To mostly hear and kind of because I was a little I was quite a ways away. A seven HV go in. Oh. I just lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and the first thing I heard was, Oh Dan, you missed it. So that was that I didn't hear about that. Sweet. Dude, I heard uh, I could hear
3: from like a hundred and fifty feet away the freaking back tires on that scooter <laughs> peeling <it> out. He <laughs> was yeah. like
1: trying to get over there to check it out. I, I turned that that scooter into a snowmobile, man.
4: I was cruising
1: I was hydroplaning on the top level of that foot and little over a foot of snow out there. I'm telling you that right now. Fish tailing and shit. It was it was quite impressive. So, on top of that, now I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because and then we're going to kind of talk about what you guys have been doing, but um I have been at the field flying 3 Count them. Three days in a row. Oh, yeah, bitches.
2: That makes me jealous. I haven't done that for like <laughs> yeah. months. I haven't seen three consecutive days of flying and I don't know how long.
1: I got to tell you. And you know when the weather is like in the middle of summer, maybe towards the end of summer when you're like, eh. If it isn't like ideally perfect. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. But a little cold completely no overcast. actually i don't
2: know what you're talking about dude. that's because that's because if it's
1: anywhere close to summer weather i'm out there that's because you don't get to fly every day you don't get to fly every day
2: so you're saying the novelty wears off
1: well you know after you know a hundred and some days out of the flying field
4: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah he's just rubbing it i in. am rubbing yeah just a that's bit. what that was
1: but no i'm just the, the weather was was not Perfect, but it's, you know, mid-40s. It was actually pretty warm today, but very overcast and dark, and I'm really getting used to flying uh, with the overcast. I'm not real fond of it. Uh, It's getting easier. Ed was with me today. He's flying the 600, doing pretty good. Got a little out of hand, didn't crash, but um, he did kind (laughs) of, I said, Ed, you, you all right? He goes, no, I don't think so. <laughs> At least he's honest. And I yeah. uh, said, "Well, you're you're letting it get quite a ways away." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna try to get it back. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to." But he did. It's been a good few days flying. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, tomorrow, tomorrow is supposed to And it to be, is what it is. And it is what it is. Tomorrow's supposed to be sixty degrees and mostly sunny. Sick? excuse me. Oh um, man, um, come on. I'm sorry, seriously I thought you said 60. I did. I said 60, dude. That yeah. is that is like near record high for this time of year. Yep. So you know, guess where I'm gonna be tomorrow.
2: You know what, guys, though, here's the deal. It's uh he may be having good weather, but he still lives in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Therefore, he has no one to share the weather with. <laughs> that's right.
1: I resemble that remark. Uh, yeah. You're just jealous. That's all.
2: I am, yeah. dude. I'm. I'm not going to lie. And it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is.
1: No, actually, uh, I, later in the show, I actually have a bit of a confession to make, and I'm a little. I was a. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of just give you guys a teaser about that. These guys have no clue what I'm going to talk about, and we're gonna kind of go into that. But first. Uh, two two cool things, and we're gonna go into both of these eventually. We've been talking about this Soco heli tool, and um, we picked a winner. We got this an um, an amazing picture from a guy that sent us in a couple photos actually, and uh, we'll be telling you who that is here in a little while. Other than that, Nick, what have you been up to, dude?
3: Um, recouping from from that. F- freaking long-ass drive oh you are
1: such a whiner dude, dude. nick hates to drive it's apparent to me hates <laughs> yeah. it hates it
2: yep well buy me a well plane. it's worse when
1: it costs a ton of money well but buy me a plane ticket and i'll come out and drive you everywhere you need to go sweet <laughs> i'll be here i'll be john dri- <laughs> <Onward>, james <laughs> driving mr nick <laughs> were you That's counting
2: right. the crash replacement parts by mile marker nick
3: oh yeah no that that was a that was a half a kit weekend
2: Ooh.
1: Did you crash? No.
3: No, and what I what I could have bought. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it. I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was six hours
2: flat well, on the way over. Yours then, must not have been much better, Dan.
1: Well, you know what? Fuel here is is like 40 cents a gallon cheaper than what you guys over there are paying. See? What? N- another benefit yeah, yeah. of living in Montana. God knows you, I they not throw a Montana. rock
3: and hit a refinery from my house. But apparently it just, needs
1: to be 50 cents dude, cheaper. Dude, just, just go tap into that big old reservoir. <laughs> I can get out there with my DeWalt drill. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: they like, excuse me, sir.
2: Uh, what are you He's got a siphon tube to his mouth from the, the side <laughs> of the <laughs> screw freaking... Screw a freaking keg tap right in the side of that. <laughs>
1: <beer>. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome, man. You'd have a lifetime supply. Yeah. of No, Q. I
3: wasn't. So I drove over, what was that, Friday night? Yeah, like six hours, got there. Um, got my new Ultimate Motor put in mm-hmm. that night. We were yeah, why I don't know, but we just ended up staying late and staying up late and yeah. kinda dinking around and BSing. Yeah. And uh wow, that I just it, that field, it's hard to put it into words because you know, usually you look at stuff on like Google Maps and Google Earth and you kinda get, you know, you get an idea of it, right? But then when you get there, it's like, oh, whoa, it, it just, it's different. But it wasn't. That was the cool part. This is the first time I've actually looked at something on Google Maps and went, wow, that looks awesome. That looks like exactly what I want. And then I got there, I was like, dude, this is exactly what I want. Man, perfect. Oh, the field is just, it's, I mean, I show up and yes, it was under a foot of snow, but I just felt like, I could picture everything and a hundred pilots and you know nitros flying and and people crashing and and just the whole the whole deal. Oh man, what what an amazing find! Dieter's snow was unexpected though. Yeah, there was, I mean, we cruise yeah. into Dieter's place and there's nothing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden we drive out there the next morning. It's like, oh, oh, hi. There's a little bit, oh, foot of snow. Right? Yeah, I was yeah.
2: surprised to hear that when you guys told me. Yeah. I did not expect that either. W-
1: we actually, started, though. we had to uh, kind of, um, well, we didn't even really fly off the field, really. We had to kind of drive, fly off the road because yeah, we tried
3: the field, but, um, like you can land on the snow very gently. But mm-hmm. if you try and take off the vibration of spool up, it yeah. just makes it sink. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I just about toe-picked a sliding auto. Oh, actually, I did kind of yeah. <laughs> rabbit ear the first one that I tried in the snow. Yeah. It, it kind of caught the front of the skids and <laughs> just <laughs> sunk. <laughs> yeah, sunk. And then I got it down a little bit better. And then we just finally gave up and said, screw it, and we am going to do one on the road. That was fun.
1: I am so excited about that fun fly. I just like Nick said, what we saw, uh, minus the you know the copious amounts of snow. (laughs) It was it it's uh, words can't. There's so much room there, all kinds of room for expansion. And as the fun fly itself grows, I'm really looking forward to it. Well,
2: and what's going to be great, just from seeing the pictures that you guys showed me. I mean, we can have a number of flight stations set up to the point where People aren't hopefully aren't gonna be waiting very long to be able no, to get up no, there and fly. No, no, not at all. And not
1: on top of that, not only will they not be waiting, but they're not gonna be cramped in, you know, they're not gonna Yeah. To, yeah. You
2: know? Plenty so of the beginners can go out there and feel a bit more comfortable.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's key. So we don't have what we had going on over there. at Helipros when, <laughs> when Nick and oh, that dude, <laughs> that guy got a little tangled up. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. Nick's best good buddy. Nick got yeah, he got ruffled. flight. He got a
1: little ruffled up. I remember. He looked down the flight t- line. And he goes, "That's the last time. That's gonna happen."
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. I, was, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was like, sweet,
3: sweet. <laughs> Get it, throw down at Bros! throw down at heliproast. <laughs> Whoop <We'll> his ass, you, bass. <laughs> I'm playing on the deck, and the dude does a funnel around,
1: around helicopter. his helicopter. And I'm I'm right there, I'm watching the whole thing, and then, but, to give the guy credit, he he did come back and apologize. He did, didn't he?
3: Yeah, eventually, but it was like an hour later, and I think it was only because everyone there walked by and gave him a dirty look. <laughs>
1: yeah, he kind of was feeling like shit, I think. Oh, sorry! I didn't even realize. Didn't realize I was doing a funnel around your helicopter. Uh,
2: Well, then you must not have been
3: watching your helicopter. Well, and you know,
2: I mean, to a certain extent, you are sort of boresighted on your heli when you're flying in those tight quarters. But damn it, if you're flying over someone else's heli, you will notice that.
1: But dude, but dude, that guy was like three flight stations down. Oh yeah. Oh
3: seriously? So he? Oh no! And we were both at like. 10 and 15 feet off the ground yeah and it went perfectly around yeah. my helicopter oh dude that away.
2: sounds like kraus it was like you know six, how, <laughs> six feet you know kraus but <laughs> at, at snow but he does it he does it to screw with people bodos yeah, or Bennett will be like at the far end of the field like a quarter of a mile away <laughs> kraus is all the way to the other side of the field and he comes hauling ass down the flight line at like six inches Above the ground at 80 miles an hour and buzzes their flight station.
3: <laughs> Full speed. He
2: doesn't. Yep. Care. Yeah. He doesn't even let up.
1: Oh, man.
3: Yeah. But it was sweet. And then, of course, you know, watching Jesse uh, tail pick, which was just awesome. Dude, That's great because yeah. it was a dumb thumb. He's like sitting there doing these kind of tumble, tick tock, tumble <laughs> things. And it was like tumble, tick tock, tumble, tick, tick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it went straight in on the tail boom and stuck in the snow and he just like blank stared it and so it's sitting yeah. there with the blade spinning <laughs> like beating the snow and then it would be like you know how you take a piece of spaghetti and yeah. you slurp it all the way up from the end do that backwards except with a tail belt because <laughs> yeah. it was just like <clears throat> tail belt came just slinging shot out, it right out nice of. And then you're just sitting there, and I'm like, throttle hold?
4: <laughs> it, it wasn't clicked.
3: that long. Jeez.
1: No, it wasn't bad, but it was Didn't cool. Didn't even get it the main gear. No, that's true. Gotta love that snow. Uh, although, Justin, I did learn a lesson this weekend, or this What's last that? weekend. The, the lesson is don't let Nick handle your radio. Yes. Yeah, that was that was worse than the crash. Uh oh! Oh god! All right, mm-hmm. out with
0: it! Come on! <laughs> I, so, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Jesse. <laughs> so after after I crash my heli, right? This hum this humiliating scene. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I I crash. I'm feeling down. You know, and I, I set my radio down to go start looking for parts on the snow. On the snow, mm-hmm. which it would have been fine, just sitting there. The snow was hard enough. Let, it was let that Let the record show. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick decides to, you know, oh, I'll be a good friend, pick up my radio, but not, he picks it up and then proceeds to drop it and break oh. off a switch on my radio. Oh, so, he broke
2: a switch?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. But, okay. But uh, everything worked out. Go so ahead. What, okay, so what did this guy do, though? Uh, so, l- like a good friend... He, uh, he
3: gives me a, one of the switches off his radio. <laughs> Dude, I pulled my entire 8FG part, desoldered a switch out of it, and then we were going to put it back in his. But then, remember back when we got our 8FGs, Dan? Yeah. Remember we were talking about, like, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, how to make this fit. And Justin, you remember this. I oh, was yeah. like, this, this was my deciding factor, right? Well, so we we got the switches out of both of ours and then we're both sitting there holding them and we're kind of looking at each other like i like dude, this it. is freaking
0: awesome <laughs> yeah there's there's cuz it was the switch right behind the throttle hold switch
3: yeah
2: oh the momentary switch yeah, and yeah the
3: little skinny long. so we're looking at each other like uh dude i don't even know if i want to put this back in so so we left it out yeah
1: you guys must have the canadian version cuz my momentary switch is on the left well, that's because you. Oh, you have.
3: Uh, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. You're the freaking Canadian.
1: Oh, is yeah. that how yours is the
2: airplane version. Uh, you know,
1: there's one more thing you should do to finalize that to make it to make it uh, in my mind, my opinion better, and that is to put a little shoe in that hole. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: geez, make sure <laughs> so it can it never, be, never goes back
3: in.
0: Yeah, so it can never be used for anything. Well, now again. they now they
1: just have this big gaping hole in their radio. We'll find and freedom. freedom it's free, free and freedom cuz there's no
0: you know there's no switch hitting oh. the back
1: of your finger. Dude, speaking of Shugu. Uh-oh. Did you get Uh-oh. did you get Dieter? Oh, you're never going to believe this. You're never oh. going to believe this. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> so I show up at Dieter's and of course, you know, I told you guys last week about the whole list of shit that I had for Dieter to do. And and mm-hmm. uh I I can't go into this in too much because it's kind of what I want to talk about. In a roundabout way, but I will tell you that I forgot the governor, so I couldn't do any of that stuff. So we didn't, I didn't even Aww. touch that helicopter the whole week. That mm-hmm. was number
2: two, right? Yep. That uh, Yeah. That's uh, Cool power 700 number
1: two. Cool number power two.
3: 700 and black. Uh,
1: <laughs> black is the one I fly. Yep. And silver is the one that I need to put the regulator on. That's what I have. But a name, it did work
3: out good. Because then we looked at it and found out that <laughs> I actually have an extra regulator. Yeah. we didn't that we didn't know was the same. Yeah. And Sweet. so then yeah. I'm gonna send that in the mail to you and then you'll have them on both. I
1: love hanging out with you guys because every time I do I get shit. Tailblades, regulator. Oh, you just
3: herpes. Made, I will have my herpes. way with you <laughs> herpes. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: took a second. Hey, hang on, wait a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nick Nick's got big plans for my trailer. Oh, yeah. Anything else? Uh, who, who, I forgot. Man, we just kind of went off. It, it was who, just kind of like a, a mix of stuff. I don't
3: know. Oh yeah. My, I have one, the little, the dummy thing that I did <laughs> on the way home. That was pretty funny. Oh so, yeah. So Dan yeah. calls me, I'm on the road on the way home Sunday and he's like, uh, we got a problem. Yeah. A <laughs> little bit of a problem. We got a big problem. I'm like, uh, Oh, he goes, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave now. I'm going to go ahead and drive. And when you get home, we're gonna to have to re-record the show. And for any of you guys, like re-recording the show, it's like, is like yeah, a kick in the nuts. Oh, it's, like a, it's, it's, like, it's like, it's like, it's
1: painful. Like, it's like putting an ice pick in your penis. Ooh. <laughs> it's that painful. You, that I've done that before. Yeah. Put an ice. Pick in your wow, <throat> dude. <laughs> did, I, did I share a little too much? That a little too yes. much? No. Yeah. No, seriously, it's not. It's it's hard to recreate a feeling that you get when you're recording a show. Because in your mind you're like, oh, let's try to recreate that, but you can't. It's you just can't do it. Yeah, there's lots of fake, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of like what like I do it, every time Nick says something that he thinks is funny. That
4: <laughs> yeah, that's, thanks. <laughs> that's kind of that
1: fake. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <epherd> <IP> <sells> <laughs>
1: <mumbles> you just have it programmed to a now. Yeah, I got, it, <mumbles> I got it.
0: Off. <fighting> you just hit a button. Taut key.
3: Control ha. So I'm driving back and he's like, okay, we got, and I'm like, well, what's wrong? He goes, I, dude, your track, it sounds like you're in a freaking auditorium yeah. and you're the only one in there. I was like, oh no. <laughs> so anyway, we figured out that I had just forgot to click one button. Yeah. So I'm like, well, hey, I have my laptop with me. It's not a big deal. I always save everything because I know that I screw up a lot. So I'll pull over, I'll do a little mojo on that track, everything will be good. And then we'll just go ahead and... uh I'll plug in my phone and I'll, I'll send that
2: to you.
1: Well, people people like to call Nick. Yeah. So t- when
2: Justin calls Nick 18 minutes into a 20 minute upload.
1: Yeah. It, is that who calls up? that upload off? So, so Justin's the dick that did that. He is. <laughs>
2: yep. And so then I tried again. And and then he, you know the what he says in the text? He's like, dude, I'm uploading the show. You just shut it down. I'm like, I didn't know that shit, man. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
3: shut up. Quit calling me. (laughs) Your fault. Uh, But it ended up not working Uh, anyway. No. Like, something to do with 3G, and it was just too much. So I had to go drive all the way back to Justin's house before I got on Wi-Fi. Because, yeah, the six-hour ride there turned into, like, an eight-hour ride home from stopping and be like, oh, I got good signal. Let's try it. Yep.
1: Stop and maybe grab something to eat, and 45 minutes later realize that the download never happened, but... Yeah. Anyway, we, we averted tragedy, tragedy and um, got it got it going. So yeah. So Justin, what the hell did you do last week? That was Dude, so my, important that you couldn't come hang out
2: with us. My week pales in comparison to your guys. That weekend, I basically just sat home.
1: Did you not fly at all?
2: No I fly. Couldn't. Weather was terrible. Um, on my end, it it was just it wasn't good at all. I just sat home. I worked on some projects that was pretty much it and then of course this week uh my entire family decided to get sick my wife and my son nice so that wasn't fun at all but okay so here's the good news Uh uh-huh i'm getting a nitro bah oh yeah
1: what are you gonna get an odin no (laughs) oh odin yeah
2: there you go (laughs) yeah that's the compass flagship, I, i'm not it? saying it's like a steam engine no <laughs> it's a this bio a nitro. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm getting a, a whiplash nitro so it'll round out the fleet that'll be really good i'll have the gas or the electric and the nitro and i gotta tell you i'm really excited it's been damn it's it's got to be at least two or three years since i've owned dude nitro nitro once heli.
1: the nitro gets in your blood the, it's hard to shake
2: i'm excited yeah. i am damn, I, don't I don't care about don't the slime or any of that I'm just waiting for the smell and the smoke. That's what I love. Because you know what, the gasser smells awesome. I mean, who couldn't love hot dogs or the smell of grilling hot dogs? But you don't get the smoke. <laughs> you like burn kerosene
1: or so? what? Do you burn peanut oil? What the hell are you burning? I burn gasoline. I'm, I'm burning,
2: dude. I'm burning Coleman. Oh
1: Jesus Christ! What's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> hey, that's where it's at. You heard Carrie last <laughs> whatever, episode. Whatever,
1: whatever, dude. Look, it's a gasser, petroleum. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it smells
2: like ass when you use petrol um Yeah, I don't
3: want the back of my truck to smell like a freaking weedy. Oh,
1: shut. I get a gasser. I'm burning gasoline. Tell me that right now. All right, when are you getting a gasser? Oh, you know, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> whenever one just shows up at my doorstep, so probably never. You forgot Jesse. Well, I, I, I didn't forget Jesse. Well, hold yet. on a second. I was kinda of waiting. What's going for, on? I here? was you're trying to cut what? You don't you, you don't want Justin to finish? No, just, I'm just it wasn't getting there. shut. Yeah, well
2: I in, in comparison to your magical weakness. Uh, I know what he's paradise. saying. He's, <laughs> what he's
1: saying, Justin, is you're boring and we need to move on. You're magical. Well, <laughs> yes. you know what? Everyone just shuts up when Justin yeah. says, you know what? <laughs>
3: Usually it's followed by a, a string of um, expletives. <laughs> no, that, that's all I got. I, I mean, I, I,
2: I'm excited about the Nitro. No one else maybe, but I'm really psyched. It's supposed to be here nah, dude, Monday. I'm... Um, Unfortunately, since I am going to be leaving in another couple of days to go to do rocket engine testing at NASA Glenn for the next two weeks, I will not be able to touch my Nitro until I get back.
1: Send it over
4: here, dude. I'll, I'll pick, what?
1: Send it over here, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm no. closer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
3: sucks. I'll drive down there and get it. <laughs> Make up some story, tell your wife. Oh, yeah, he told me to. Right, me yeah,
4: like...
1: Nick was supposed to come by. All right, enough, enough, of that, enough of that. What's Jesse been up to? Oh,
0: pretty much what you guys have been up to. Yeah? Well, first, first, I got to say, I don't know if you can call me Compass Fanboy anymore because... Look at how many miniature aircraft helis Justin has over there. Yeah,
1: I know. That's
0: true. I mean, he's really, you know, he's kind of went off the deep end in that. But I'm
2: kind of on the miniature aircraft team, dude. Yes. It's not <laughs> yeah, like
0: I can go an out excuse. and buy a
2: 700 Nitro. It's an excuse, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not
0: buying it, you know.
1: Somebody's enabling you. <laughs> anyway, Jesse, Jesse, tell me, how is Real Flight yeah. treating you? Everybody wants to know what Jesse's thinking of Real Flight.
0: Oh, man. Well,. Well, let's see here. I I'm liking it. It's yeah. uh so first off, it's it's different. And I don't know quite yet if different means more realistic or what different exactly means yet. But it, it's definitely got a very, very different feel than Phoenix. And I also gotta add that you know, opposite to what a lot of people are saying, I've found that the models do actually need quite a bit of tweaking to get them to fly. That's because you're a real
1: that's because you're a fickle bitch.
0: Well, you know, whatever. But to get them to fly <laughs> realistic. You know, to to what I think is realistic anyways. Yeah.
1: So I'm still waiting for that that model that you're supposed to put together for me. What's up with that? It's
2: it's still in the, that's it's how much dorks. weekend it takes. That's that's in a week? it I mean <laughs> well, I, could, I, I could, could, you you've got you've got Jesse doing your bidding now on real flight, dude.
1: I got Jesse doing everything for me.
2: I was I guess what I, I was <laughs> trying to teach him some uh, half pirou flips last night. <laughs>
1: Sorry, <laughs> dude. Jesse was teaching me shit last night, and was, you slackers can... aren't doing it. So, look. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa!
3: Yeah,
1: you that's heard, not in the job description. You heard me. You
2: heard slackers? me. Slackers.
1: That's right. You guys don't have real flight. Jesse and I were doing half pirou flips. We were and funnels. funnels. Wait a minute.
2: Jesse was doing half pirou flips, and you were watching. No, Jesse he was teaching
1: me, and I was doing. I them. was teaching him. Wow.
2: And? What the you, outcome?
1: Well, dude, come on. Give me a oh, It was the first
2: lesson. Give him a break. Yeah, dude. Get off my back. All right. God. <laughs> what would you I'm do? I'm sorry. I distinctly remember a text message saying, I'm coming for that's you, right. bitch. That's right.
1: <laughs> yeah. We should fill the listeners in on
0: that because people don't uh, like Justin, I would be worried. So, you know, that's all. See?
1: that? Out. See? That, just, straight from Jesse's mouth, bitch. No, nah, <laughs> oh, I'm not oh. buying it. Dude, look. All right, so let's fill the listeners in on, on that because uh, people don't like inside jokes. I, I know I don't. So the the deal is with that whole I'm coming for you, bitch, we were texting between the three of or four of us the other night. We were talking about, I was talking about how the simulator's paying off. And then just out of the blue, I just said, Justin, look out, Justin, I'm coming for you, fucker. <laughs> so. <laughs> it went from I'm really loving the sim to I'm taking it down. <laughs> yeah so anyway jesse what else has been going on man you uh crashed the compass yeah
0: so i did crash the compass yes, um, yes. so sunday but i mean it held up so well oh, shit. In, you know probably probably mostly due to the snow but i didn't even break the main blade so
1: get off my cloud
0: man. ended up being i don't know 35 bucks in oh, parts and bad. about 45 minutes of wrenching so it's all ready to go again huh yeah i had it ready sunday night um <laughs>
1: Get ready before I got home. Dude, he's yeah, hard. man. It was, it was man. Sitting, on,
0: sitting on the bench before Nick even got home. Jesse
1: don't play? This isn't no, a game, man. He, this ain't no he game. He does not mess around. So that's no, cool. You so, got it
0: You got it ready to fly. Yeah, got that ready to fly. Somehow managed to burn up yet another ring in the N5. Dude, even though people I, were saying, man, that motor sounds really good. Tune seems right on.
1: Dude, I don't think apparently, Nitro's your
0: thing. Apparently man. not.
2: Um, what What is going on with that thing, dude? I I don't know. It's um, cursed. Lean
3: power. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, to me
0: it sounded good to me and even Nick commented even, that it sounded I, I good. I thought
3: that it sounded pretty good but apparently it was uh just I think a he's just got lean. one needle off.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> anyway so I, I I ended up making it to the field Tuesday and I got in 22 flights. Wow. <laughs> Dude, um, come on! I got in ten on the N5, so I got that rebroken. Burnt almost you know a gallon of fuel through a fifty size nitro and twelve flights on the seven HV. <laughs>
3: That's freaking retarded.
0: So it was is definitely
1: a good day uh, at the field, and much needed. Be, also, I want to let our listeners know I I essentially had to grab Jesse by the nape of the neck and drag his ass to my truck to get a gallon of fuel. Now you guys are all remember the bet, right? At a bet. He wouldn't. I, he, it's like he wasn't going to take it. And I'm like, dude, you're taking this goddamn gallon of nitro. See, it's because
0: to me, it wasn't really a bet. I kind of knew that I was going to win. So I didn't, I didn't feel right about it. I,
1: I played you. Dude, that's the best bet to take. <laughs>
0: it's like taking
1: candy Come from on, a man. baby. It's just nitro, dude. Come on now.
0: <laughs> but so, I mean, anyways, that gallon of nitro just went to re-break in my motor. So. Sweet.
1: Good. Yeah. Oh, so
3: that was good. Nitro. Wait, you do you want to tell it? I forgot. Yeah, your your yeah, your my story? stupidity. That was yeah. Awesome. So
0: those about those compass blades, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so since the seven HV went down Saturday, we still had all Sunday to fly. Which I forgot. I had all the parts at home to fix the seven HV, but I forgot all my parts at home. So there, my seven HV sat. So I'm like, you know, Nick has three. Uh, 700 size helis and only two sets of blades, so why don't you borrow my set of compass blades for the day? So he goes and puts them on his uh, TRX 700 Nitro and walks out there for what was it like your what was your first flight of the day on that heli?
1: Oh, I remember yeah. this. Oh, yeah. I know what's and coming. So
0: we're we're sp- he's spooling it up and all of a sudden you know gets it off the ground, starts doing a couple of pitch pumps, and this <laughs> thing is retarded <laughs> fast. It's just like yeah, it's just cruising across the sky, and we. You know, he's just kind of chuckle going, "Oh my God, these blades are biting like no," <laughs> there. and I'm, I'm kind of going, you know, that thing sounds really wound out.
3: <laughs> Dude, it sounded like <laughs> wow. it's gonna blow
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> so lo- long, long story short, he uh, he did not have it in governor mode, and still was running off throttle curve. So it was running.
3: Did you ever know figure
4: oh, well, I know exactly I was what out know what it
3: was running. Oh, I know exactly what it was running. <laughs> whatever wide
1: freaking open <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah so uh
1: there's a little more to that story too that you probably don't even know about nick um while that was going on uh, i was standing uh hovering over your propane heater because that colder than shit oh so, a so uh a couple guys from um the Coeur d'Alene area came over uh, Jason J and Stan—I believe the other guy's name is—I can't remember. Sorry, dude. For we're sitting there around the heater. Nick fires up this uh his seven hundred and and uh, Jason says, "Jesus, what the hell is that head speed on that 700? <laughs> like 2,600. No wonder they
3: can get those helicopters to do that stuff. It was—it had to have been. 2350 or twenty. <laughs> yeah. and, and here's me. And
2: at no point did you think, you know what? Maybe I yeah. should land this in check. No,
3: dude. Look,
2: no, I I
3: brought it into a he hover, did. and it, it literally like if the engine could turn around and just give you a glare and go ah right yeah. at you. That's what it did. <laughs> it was no ready way. to
2: eat your lunch.
1: And of dude. course, here's me. I'm sitting here going, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand. I'm gonna no, Nick. Nick, Nick doesn't. Dude, he's only running like what, maybe twenty one hundred at most. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, why would Nick do that? But yeah, we were laughing.
3: Well, no, I brought it back down yeah. and uh, autoed it down. I'm like, dude, I looked at Jesse and I went, oh, <laughs> totally know what I just did. I I was, I had updated that heli because I hadn't updated it to the latest uh, firmware version for Skookum, and you take it out of governor mode and reset the endpoints on the throttle, and I forgot to put it back in. <laughs> But I realized it, got it fixed. Yeah, it only took you two minutes, probably? No, not even know. that. It was yeah.
1: just a real fast one minute. <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> hey, guys, I've got a bit of an update that is really of no consequence and really doesn't mean anything. Uh, all right, I've sw- let's hear it. I've switched to pinching. I'm no longer a thumber. Like Interesting. Full-on. full-on pinching, dude. Uh, That's and, uh, impressive after flying. Nice. For, and you know what? You know. It, was, it was absolutely easy to do. I, I didn't hardly struggle with it at all strange i know i I remember trying pinching once a year or two ago and just feeling like you know a fish out of water but i just had been pinching on the sim for oh well i maybe maybe it wasn't as easy as i thought i just started doing it on the sim and kept doing it on the sim and then uh would occasionally do it in real life and and uh, i just made the switch and now that's all i do so nice oh yeah i'm moving up in the world yo that's right. Actually, this is... I, I don't know if there's any validity to this. And i it's just totally my perception. It actually, in my mind... I don't even know how to make this make sense, but we'll try. It actually now feels like, that since I'm pinching, that I, I actually am controlling two separate control movements. Now, now as I try to explain this, I, I don't know how to make this make sense, but see... When I was thumbing, it just kind of felt like one kind of grouped up. I don't even know how does this make sense to you guys at all. Yeah, yeah, I, I know follow. what you mean, yeah. dude. Yeah. It just when I was thumbing, it just kind of felt like it was just not real coordinated. It was just kind of a clunky um, movements. Uh, but now I just totally it just it totally separates everything for me, and it's it just makes things a lot easier. In my mind, it's making things a lot easier. So, we'll see. I think that's about it. You guys have anything else you want to talk to before we go into the news? Nope. Nope. I don't so. Well, I think maybe we should do some news then. I think we'll get
3: Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter broken, bent, clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life, helipros.com.
4: All right,
1: guys. This week's news is brought to you by Helidaily. dot your daily RC helicopter news magazine. What do you got, Nick?
3: All right, so we've got. Uh, there's some rumor going around. There, there is one flight video up. We don't have any actual specs or pictures yet, but looks like uh, Gowie is coming out with some helical tail cut gears for the X Seven. Uh huh. So yeah, every, everyone is trending toward helical. It's like it's where it's at. It's stronger. That's it's quieter, the way to go. It is the way to go. So, and, and you know, pretty much everyone has gone uh, helical drivetrain, and so now we're working our way back into the into the tail, and it's you're starting to see it on on a lot more
2: models.
1: Is it more efficient?
2: And, no, no helicals. Helicals nope. are a little less efficient than a spur gear or straight cut because there's more. Gear tooth in contact at any given time, so you got a little bit more friction, but we're talking a couple of percent. So what? And what's the advantage? The advantage is they are stronger for the same power system. They can handle higher loads. They can handle um, more abrupt load changes.
1: Okay, nice. And quieter. quieter. And it's quiet.
2: Quieter. Yes,
3: that's the big one. Sweet. Yeah. So. Skookum released a uh, 3.30 uh, version for the SK540 and SK720 uh, like last week. There is an update to that 3.31. There was a bug in the setup portion of the software, so they got that all nailed and fixed. Um, for you guys, I, I, I've been getting a lot of questions on it. The, the main thing for 3.30 was to accommodate the GPS module that's out now. Um, there are some slight governor changes in three point three 3.30 oh and three point three one um, it's not everything it's it's not the full governor change package. It's just a couple of things that we had been working on uh that got that that had kind of been solidified and yes, those are good to go, so we put those in there, but it's not the full deal but um if you haven't upgraded from three point one five and you are running the external governor, even if you don't have a 720, if you're just flying SK540s, definitely go download this because it um, it is an improvement for sure. So Century, uh, kind of out of nowhere, hadn't heard much about them. They just released this video with, and they, they don't say what it is or nothing, but this is of a new Century helicopter, and it's a gasser. I'm guessing looks-wise... It looks like a six hundred to me.
2: Yep, I agree with you.
3: Um, damn, wasn't there
1: G twenty <laughs> essentially a six mm-hmm. hundred?
3: It
2: yeah, yes. it was. Yep, but this, wow, dude, this thing power, is on fire. It it is like okay, so you know we've
3: seen videos of like Tim Jones flying Doug Darby's gasser. Okay, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Oh, nay, nay. <laughs> <laughs> this has got. Some serious oomph to it. Now
1: it's their own power supply, right? Our power supply, their own power plant. I, I don't know.
3: There's like there's nothing in here. It doesn't, it doesn't tell, tell you anything. anything. Well,
1: it's just a video. Carrie Shirley kind of kind of mentioned that they are working on their own uh, motor or modifications. Anyway, I mean, I don't know if it, they're taking like a Zenoa. Yeah, and doing you know some,
2: what? That's I do remember hearing. Yeah.
1: That. So
3: I think so. Now this this is my prediction. All right? And I, this is this is Nick in his crystal ball.
4: Mm-hmm. This
3: is the first gasser video that I have seen that I was, like, thoroughly impressed with. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you know, you get that, uh, what is it, that quick draw pipe, Justin?
2: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, dude, the Tim Jones video beating the crap out of the whippy oh, gasser, yeah, no, or, no, no. that's impressive.
3: That, that That is impressive, but we, this is like it's real fast it's impressive I mean it's cool so my my guess it is looks that to that me
2: like it, I mean the funny thing is if you if you were to mute it it looks like an electric it does it's crazy I mean you don't get the smoke obviously and when it's getting thrown around I mean it's agile like an electric
4: mm-hmm huh.
3: yeah that's what makes me think that it's definitely like a 600 ish size it it looks like it's got that cyclic response on it mm-hmm but uh, yeah, so the, the, they're coming. They're bringing it. I mean, if they can get the if they can get the airframe correct, where they don't have any pa- you know where they don't have any problems with it, um, and they can actually get it out there on the market well enough, I think that it's it's something that could definitely stick. Nice. All right, so Progressive RC and oh man, I just I can't even say this without laughing. Because, okay, so let me talk about it first, and then I'll tell you why. Progressive RC, they've now released uh, a really sweet idea called the PRC Power Stand. Basically, what it is is it's kind of like that their charging case setup, mm-hmm. except it's mounted on a really heavy-duty, nice tripod with a whole quick-release system on the bottom. And it's its sweet because and it, all of us who fly electrics, you know, you, you're always bringing your charging station out there, and then where are you going to set it? And like, depending on where you go to fly, if you're at a club, or maybe you're just out in a field flying off your tailgate, I never have enough room off my tailgate, like at all. And so now they've got this set up where your charging case can sit on its own stand. And the nice part about this tripod is that the, all the legs are independently adjustable. So you could set it up perfectly flat on like uneven ground. Nice. And I really like that. The other real big application is like for FPV. Purposes. Yeah. You can make this your complete own FPV station or you can use it all as like your, you know, whether it'll have your power supplies for your tower and your receivers, you know, or or your, uh, your display, your OSD display or, or whatever.
2: That was the first thing I thought of when I saw this was, ooh, FPV station.
3: Yeah, and apparently so what I'm what I've been laughing about is uh our, our buddy Chris <laughs> Lund. <laughs> he saw he saw that on Facebook and I mean just absolutely priceless. He goes, Oh, look, looks like progressive has a new nerd tower for you quadra dorks. <laughs> 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 and if oh, you knew Chris, great. it's just it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, absolutely perfect. So uh Props, Chris. But no, it looks like a really nice product, definitely. Um, So let's see. They are, um, for all you pilots, if you've been considering entering in the zone format, you've got like a week left to enter. So make sure, get in there and get registered for that before it closes. Thunder Power has come out with a new series of batteries called the G8 Pro Force. Now, They're putting these at uh, some of these. They have released a 70C battery. Okay, (laughs) yeah, I know. Now Uh I chuckled too because I'm like, okay, 70C. Why is it 70C? Well, because it has to be 70C because your last one was 65, (laughs) and and so I expect that. Right? Here's all right. Here's here's the part that you can't deny. These batteries are flat out lighter. And that is the trend that I'm now seeing. You know, the batteries before it was all about the big C, right? You got to come out with higher C, higher C, higher C, higher C. Now a lot of these companies are coming out with the same C-sized batteries like this or maybe only 5C higher, but they're starting to drop 3 4 5% weight reduction and get the same C rating out of them. That, to me, that's where it's at. I don't care about a 70C battery. Don't, don't even waste my time. 50C and you've got my attention. You want to start peeling out weight? Now that's yeah. what I'm talking about.
2: I'm completely on board with increasing the energy density, but my real question is, is it verified independently to be 70C capable?
3: Oh, no, it has not been yet.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: No. These are just... But I mean... I, I'm so at the point where I'm just used to people claiming over, you know, higher than than actually rated C ratings. I don't really care if they test at 40C, if it's I mean they're even cl- claiming right here. In addition, the G8 series batteries are now up to 15% less expensive than the G6s. So they're dropping weight and dropping price.
1: That's a good thing.
2: Well, it is, but Again, I go back to what you just said. You don't care whether they're even if they come out at 40 C. Well, I do because they're charging you for a 70 C pack. But if they're dropping the price, my my, I got my air quotes out, by the way.
3: Yeah, Yeah, no, I know. I I can feel them.
2: (laughs) I'm sorry. This is this one. This one's frustrating to me. and It's nothing against Thunderpower. It's just the the fact that the battery industry is not it's just oh
1: they need to standardize it they do and and right now there are
2: no rules again i mean you can put whatever you want on those
1: packs in fact i was thinking about uh bringing out an rchn line of batteries and just i don't know 105 100 c yeah why why not sure sure yeah (laughs) mm-hmm We could, <laughs> I think and it'd turn be awesome put that a new in label order on to
3: put the C rating on them. They had to go through a certain independent tester. But you yep. know what? Then they'd probably buy them out anyway, and it'd all be dirty, and it just, eh, whatever.
1: <laughs> whatever. Yep. Uh-huh. That's all I got. That's all you got, yo. Yep. Anybody else have any news? Not I. Nothing from Compass this week, Jesse. Uh, oh.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I think there's a little bit of Compass news this week. What? Really?
1: I don't buy it. Talking no, points we're
0: t- taking a step forward. Yeah, I got it. I got the email right here. Just came in yesterday, <laughs> so they they made the
1: cut for the show. So What do you got,
0: man? S- well, it looks like Compass is going to be offering a fly barless system.
1: The Rondorango
0: to MSH. So basically, with MSH, it's basically a rebranded. Icon, or the brain, uh-huh. and I think the end goal here is to be, you know, I think comp- they're trying to move towards the, the more the combo style kits. So this you'll probably be seeing this bundled in with some future kits and stuff like that.
1: Oh, they give up on the Rondo then? Did they?
0: I rondo. I would I would say so, but I haven't I haven't seen that in a while. No, oh. I think I did the Rambo down in Cuba, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, no, th- I mean, this is great considering, I mean, I've, I'm still flying the icon on, you know, on the N5 and it's, I'm still loving it. So, the, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see this. Sweet.
3: Good news. It is good. The Rondo down in Cuba. Oh drinking mojitos.
4: <laughs> Sorry.
2: Mojito. Uh,
1: well, I've got some news. <laughs> All right. You guys, uh, you, you guys know Jay, right? He's been helping us with the webpage. Mm-hmm. Oh, for shizzle. Yeah it's jay's birthday yo
2: oh happy birthday happy birthday jay i
1: think he's 12 this this week or this year <laughs> i'm not real sure i you know what i i really have no idea how old jay is what? and he's not in the chat room so i don't know but anyway jay happy birthday dude thanks for your help on the web page and everything else you're doing for us man it's uh it's appreciated man yeah buddy you. Alrighty guys, this week's news has been brought to you by heli daily.com, your daily RC helicopter news
4: magazine. Well
1: guys, the new year's upon us. Hopefully this year you guys got all of those cool little heli gadgets and gizmos that you wanted. Probably ended up with some batteries. I've got a little bit of advice for you. Why don't you head over to ProgressiveRC.com They've got all your charging accessories over there at ProgressiveRC. They've got charging cases, adapters, different charging leads, pretty much everything you'll need to get those brand new packs ready to fly. So go check them out, ProgressiveRC.com. So let's get some stuff out of the way. Um, For those of you who have signed up for the newsletter, you might be aware that over the past few months we've been doing a giveaway on the newsletter, a newsletter-exclusive giveaway. Mm-hmm. And uh, in typical RCHN for fashion, because I guess maybe we're just lack the creative, uh, you know, whatever it yeah. takes to come up with a contest, we had you guys send in some pictures of some winner flying. Got lots of submissions. Uh, chose one, and um, we're going to put a post up on the forum so you guys can check it out. But this is a really cool picture of a scale walkerra landing in the snow. And it just, it's just an impressive picture. It just, it's a really well put together picture. And, um, Jim.
0: Oh man. I swear. Here it goes. Yeah. Do Do it in RCHN
1: fashion. Oh, I, Simers, screw it up. Seemers, S I E M E R S. Seemers, 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 Seemers. I'll go with Seemers. So Jim Seamers congratulations, dude! I'll be getting in touch with you. I'll be sending you out an, an email here, and uh, I'll need to get your address from you so we can get that uh, Soko Heli Tool sent off to you. And of course, we'd yeah. like to thank the guys from Soko Heli Tool uh, for allowing us to do a review on that. And um, again, go check out Nick's review, see what you think. And on top of that, we've got we've got some fun fly news to give you guys that is just absolutely intense, but. I would also like to mention that Soko has donated two of those tools for our Funfly. So, again, thank you to Soko Heli Tool. Uh, if you guys are looking for, uh, for those of you who are meticulous about your setups, this is your tool. Yep. Uh, check it out. Check out next review. And uh, again, thank you, Soko, uh, for donating two of those. We'll be giving those away at our Funfly. So come come to the fun fly if you want a Soko Heli tool. What can I tell you? Yeah. So speaking of fun fly, and we talked a little bit about the field and how awesome it is and how excited we are, and oh my god, we could go on and about that forever. But we have some pretty cool news about what's gonna happen at this fun fly. And Nick did the legwork on this. So I'm gonna go ahead and let Nick tell you guys about it. Tell us. Tell us the good news, man. Uh so, you
3: know, we're we're trying to rally the troops for this one. We want to make as big of an impression as we can uh the first year. And if any of you have ever been to a first year fun fly, <laughs> 95% of them suck. And it's really hard to do. Yep. It's it's really hard because people have their, you know, usually people have their schedules that they go do. To get to get the bigger name guys to come is almost impossible because they're already so busy and, you know, Hey, let's face it. They, they know that they have a limited time that they can go do all these. So they get to pick the events that they already know are fun because it's not worth like a weekend is in the summer for these guys. It's just like, it's, it's just so precious for them. Right. Right. Um, so we, but we've got some really cool people coming, um, that, I'm just super excited because it's just going to make the experience so much better. Um, we have already been in contact with uh, Pinion, So Pinion's going to be there, which is just, if you guys haven't met John, this is awesome. Yep, What an opportunity. Hilarious individual. Um, he will also be traveling with Doug Darby, bringing that monster freaking gasser. I mean... I I think it's almost like the gasser. Isn't it is.
2: It? it is like it's the yeah. <laughs> the poster child for gassers. Yeah.
3: Um <laughs> we are I'm crossing my fingers. I can't say for sure yet, but I'm really hoping that um team Gowie, Team Skookum pilot Alvin Chai is gonna be able to make it. He's just a little bit north of me. We've got to work out some details with some other stuff that he's got going on, but that's looking good. Um Again, hopefully it's on the projected list that uh, Team A-Main Hobby pilot Leon Luke from up north might be coming down. And then I just talked to today and got confirmation that uh, he's going to be rocking it. The man, powerhouse Tim Jones.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Oh, yeah. 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 So, Tim, um, thank you. And I cannot wait. I got the privilege of seeing Tim Jones fly this last year at Snohomish. Oh, my dear God, Dude, it is off <laughs> <Yeah>. the
4: hook. <laughs> yeah, There
3: is no head speed high enough, and there is no such thing as too much power. This guy flies with a level of intensity that you just it, – it's like you cringe the whole time. That is matched only it, by
4: Dan. <laughs> yes, only by right. Dan. Well, you know, but it, it's a different. We weren't going to say
1: intensity. anything, but
2: <laughs> yeah. we don't want to lessen the impact, Dan. Exactly. But it's yeah. already out
3: there. No, so it looks like uh, looks like Tim's going to be coming up, which is I can't even begin to tell him thank you uh, enough. I mean, these guys are on a massive schedule. He's actually flying back from another fun fly the weekend before, and he's going to drive up. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that says a lot. Um, I like to think that it says a lot about what we're trying to do here, you know. Put it, hey, if you want to put together a top quality event, uh, get top quality pilots. Yep. So thank you, um, all the guys at A Main that are going to be able to make it. Tim, you know, hopefully Leon can make it, and uh, yeah, awesome. Thank
1: you. And don't forget, Jesse's going to be there. Well, of oh, course, yeah. to oh, lay down yeah. the compass smack. The, yeah, the compass smacks. And hopefully he smacks the or compass. Or maybe if you... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you switch the order on that, you
3: could smack the compass. <laughs>
4: uh,
1: <laughs> I think that might be the new phrase of the week. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just smacking my compass.
4: Ooh.
1: That could be taken a number of ways. Not that way. Uh-huh. That's, <laughs> the, that's, the, that's what Justin was thinking. I could tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it is what it is. And he's, he's not going to lie. But
3: it's... Uh, we've also got like... Uh, so the...
1: Like all the heli pros guys are coming too. Yeah, there's a big, big group of them. Uh, John, I, I haven't. Uh, I John Welch, a friend of ours from Billings. Um, he, I talked to him not too long ago. He's planning on coming out based on, I guess, he's got something happening the weekend of the Helipro's Funfly, fly. So he's going to come up to ours instead. And uh, since he's coming up, uh, Taylor Glance um, is thinking about coming up. Kurt. Uh, Krieger is thinking about coming up and a few other guys. Yep, Josh. Oh, yeah, Josh. D- dude. Josh for Miniature Aircraft. Um, we're going to have a
3: pretty good-sized Miniature Aircraft. the pros presence there. So.
2: Kenny's supposed to be there. Kenny McDonald. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Bringing the, the, should be like, what, the
2: Ballistic Smack? It's yeah, Yeah, the Ballistic FSO, dude. Yeah,
3: representing uh representing Rave, Team Rave. Yep. Uh he'll be there. Yep. Oh man. Dude. It's I, just
1: it's like the list is every week it's it gets getting bigger. bigger and bigger. And you know. Yep. You know who I just cannot wait to hang out with? Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> Reyes oh, yeah. is gonna be there. And it, you know why you know what makes it
3: so cool? Uh, is he can't like he has no authority. There, I know, right? And this is going to be really interesting to see him at, I mean, what is, could potentially, and I, I'm not trying to blow it up out of proportion, but this, oh God, the way things are going, it it, it could rival Snohomish for the first year, which I don't know. It'd be awesome if it could, but uh, I mean, a big event. Right. How about that? We'll just say a big event. And he's like, he's usually
1: always in charge. Well, I, I, I kind of got an idea of how he's going to be because I, if you guys remember at at uh, Othello, you just never hear, you just don't. You, it, he's the guy that you kind of see lurking off over there, kind of over in the corner, just occasionally <laughs> he'll walk by and offer Ed some menudo and then leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but he's always watching. Yeah, he's, he's he'll keep. it. He'll he'll Reyes he'll, is a good he'll guy, let us man. know. He'll let us know when someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but Reyes is a good sure. Guy. We like Reyes. And, um, you know, like I said, I keep compiling his emails and one of these days I'm going to release the Reyes memoirs. <laughs> we
3: only make fun of people that we exactly. like. Well, no, okay. That's not true.
1: Yeah, but you're right. That is not true. That is not true. <laughs> not with one person. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> no coffee. <comment. laughs> so that is huge news. I mean, we, what, what more can we say than, uh, we're humbled. I mean, that's awesome. That is just incredible. Um, and this fun fly is just really shaping up to be. I, every, look, this whole thing is shaping up to be more than I ever dreamed it would be. So yeah. what can I say? Can't I, wait. It, it's it, going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be a good fun fly. So. so we got the fun fly talk and we got the Soko. So now I'm going to lay it on you guys, what I was thinking about talking about for a little bit. I don't know how big of a topic this will be. But we're going to talk about it a little bit. I'm going to just kind of lay it out on the table, man. I'm going to flop it out there. You guys ready for this?
3: Do it. I'm ready. Mm-hmm.
1: Complacency.
3: Oh.
1: Let me tell you guys. Let me give you guys a little story. So, and part of it, there, there's a... Yeah, I'm going to make excuses. What the hell? This is my story. I'll make all the excuses I want. So, here, anyway, <laughs> so I have this, this 700 that I was... Uh, the, the one, the one that I fly all the time, and uh, I show up out there, and granted, the last time I flew it, there was probably, you know, twenty to twenty-five degree temperature difference, but it's running like shit, and it sounds like shit, and it's doing all this stuff, and and here's the deal, you know, you, you, um, I, and this is kind of a, a, I guess maybe a warning for people especially guys like that have a tendency. I used to be real fickle about the maintenance schedule. I mean, I used to, I used to log it and every X amount of flights, you know, certain consumables in the helicopter would be changed. But apparently I've been not doing that. So I show up (laughs) and the helicopter is struggling. So we have to retune it. And that's, that's one thing. And, and then we get back to Dieter's that night and we're, and, uh, I can't remember why did we decide to bring it in the house? What were we going to do to it? Buddy box. Yeah. We were going to set up the buddy box and we're sitting there at the kitchen table at Dieter's house. And, uh, (laughs) so we're, we're kind of going through the whole AFG trying to figure out the buddy box and Nick's looking at the helicopter and he starts playing around with shit. And, uh, there's like a quarter inch of play. (laughs) in the head like he's like grabbing stuff and looking at me with that raised eyebrow and looking back at the helicopter and shaking shit and he's like dude what what's this but i was trying to be very like i don't know no and i get i get that and first of all the whole point is it it became immediately apparent that i i just had become complacent with the maintenance on my helicopter So we we get to looking at it, and I'm dead ass tired to begin with. And um, so they they start looking at the links and like literally, guys, there's you could move that head a quarter of an inch because of the play in the links. Oh man! And on top of that, there was a bolt missing. (laughs) Okay, so you got oops, you got the seven hundred head right. You've got the Jesus bolt, and you got the two locator bolts on the side on either side. One of those is gone. Jesse's messing around with the head and he's like, dude, what why is that? I mean, it's like teetering <laughs> back and forth like an inch. No, not over exaggeration. But and they get to looking at it and they're like, Oh, look at that. There's a bolt missing. <laughs> and then we look at the dampers. And um they were so bad that we decided right. that we're gonna make a tech tip on on <laughs> what you shouldn't let your dampers become, right? These things were <laughs> I, I wouldn't even they were so worn that you could see where the part of the damper that is just slightly outside of the hub was raised like a thirty second of an inch above the rest of the damper and it Man. just was sloppy it was just sloppy sloppy so Nick starts going through it and they they adjust some links and 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 then on top of that Nick's like so I'm thinking that um your pitch is off. <laughs> so the pitch was off and oh my God, there's all this thing. So the the point of all this is what do we do guys? Because we got to, we've got to make sure, look, they're dangerous machines. Complacency is not a good thing. And I'm kind of throwing my my example out on the table as what not to do because that's kind of my role, right? That's what I do around here. I, I <laughs> do what we shouldn't be doing, I guess is what I'm saying. And so here here we are and we're we're working on this helicopter. And um you know part of it is the seasonal aspect of of not flying a lot and you know not you know having all my shit out in the trailer and it's cold out there and I don't want to go spend any time out there cuz it's cold yada yada yada. But the point is we have to be I have to be more proactive and less complacent when it comes to, to maintenance. And I think it's just an important message to kind of let people, you know, to, to remind people to, to maintain those helicopters. So what do you guys do? I mean, do you guys, are you guys like, uh, do you guys keep a steady maintenance schedule or is it just kind of a constant pre-flight you're checking it? Oh, that needs to be replaced.
2: Uh, you know, I, I've i gotten into the habit, Dan, of, checking the heli when i first get to the field and i know a lot of people think well dude that's stupid if there's a problem with it you just left all your parts at home (laughs) here's the deal i mean i'm i'm working on them enough at home to the point where most of the time if there's a big issue i'm going to catch it on the bench but you know i come out to the field and you know get the table set up pull the heli out and while it's sitting on the bench i'll just grab a couple of my drivers and start going and checking some of the major screws that tend to come loose. And it depends on the model, of course, right? You check links, you check the tail slider, make sure that it's nice and smooth. I bring my bottle of tri-flow, uh, make sure that it's nice and greased up, at least on the electric. And uh, and that happens, I would say, probably once every five to ten flights. And when you do it that often, I mean, it, I know people people have said this to me before. Dude, five or ten flights, are you crazy? That's a lot of work. Well, it isn't. It's it's once you get into that habit, you know what to check. It's almost like you've got that mental checklist. You go down the list. You bang it out really quick. Everything looks good. You rarely find stuff um, because you're looking at these consumable parts like links so often that you start to get a feel for, well, how bad are they? Okay, I, you know, I'm going to project that in the next 50 flights, I need to replace these links. That sort of a thing. And it, it just, it's it's hard to get into that habit. But once you do, it, it just, it becomes easy.
1: You know, also to, and I, not to really make an excuse, but I think it's a valid point. Especially for those guys that are in a similar situation where you tend to be the only person that you ever fly around. I think sometimes when you are the only person and, and you're you know, you, there's something to be said about the social aspect of sitting around a table. Kind of the exact same situation that we were in. And you're just bullshitting and you're just, you know, let you throw somebody's heli up on the table, everyone kinda of pokes and prods, and another set of eyeballs is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. Yep. And then yep. when you're when you're it's just so more much important so much, so much more important, I think for a guy that's kind of in my situation where uh, and and you guys are similar in that you don't I mean you guys don't live like right next door. Granted you you and Nick especially live a little bit closer and you can have I mean the opportunity for you guys to fly with each other are maybe a little bit better, but when you're by yourself when you're flying by yourself, I think it's real easy to get into that mode where you're just not paying as much attention to the maintenance as maybe you should be. And it's just that, you know, look, the simple matter of the fact is, had I not had Nick go over the helicopter, that could have been a disaster either, you know, monetarily from crashing and destroying a helicopter or, or even worse, uh, you know, injury, injury or, or property damage mm-hmm. to yeah. something. So yeah. I kind of wanted to bring it up not not so much you know there's no shame in my game i don't I don't mind admitting when I've <laughs> kind of dropped the ball but it was well, it was painfully obvious that well, I, and is it Dan is it
2: and and maybe maybe I'm just i'm uh, I'm getting into the subtleties here but to me and and this is a you know this is not a criticism is it is it complacency or is it just being lazy? And I'll be the first person to admit that I, I get lazy like that at times it, where I'm just like, dude, I, I I know I've got to do this, but I just don't feel like it.
1: Isn't that the same thing, though? Um,
2: I, I don't know. I mean, complacency to me to is an complacency to me is sort of you've fallen into this rut where you you're just settling for what you get. You know what I mean? Well, I you you you, you've got eighty percent of the performance out of the heli, and that's good enough. And you don't really feel the need to push it further.
3: Well, you know what? I will call Dan out on that one. Exactly. I I was
1: just going to say that. That's fucking it, right there. I mean, that's it.
3: Yeah, because you said that, and it was crap. (laughs) (laughs) Because he told me who said what. We're out at the field, right? And so I'm tuning the motor, and, and motor tuning is different to me. Uh, there, there's an art form to motor tuning and, you know, it can be confusing. And because of the potential for (laughs) the damage that can become of it, um, it, it, to me, it's a lot different in settling for something that is just working for you, even though you know that it might not be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I can, I have tolerance for that, but I'm flying, I'm flying it and I'm thinking, dude, this thing is like for a 700 it actually felt stability wise like a 250. I mean it was just very teetering. Was super. this
2: before or after you guys fixed before. all that stuff? Okay, yeah, before.
3: Before. So I brought it back in and I was like, dude, we your head gain really feels low, like way low. And you know, he goes, "Well, you could bump it up, but I doubt that I'll notice it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> Famous yeah, last words. and that was that that was that complacency attitude, which is like, well, you can, but I doubt I'll notice it. You know, and we're sitting there working on it, and it was... I'm like, dude, I don't think you understand how this is going to completely feel like a new helicopter. And and he's doing the whole, eh, yeah, I don't know. I probably won't even notice it. And, and I told him, I'm like, you're cutting yourself short. You really are. You're not giving yourself enough credit. And when we got it all done... What was the text that you sent me, Dan? Like the <laughs> Night next, day. It was
1: after you got home. Night and day. E- even the people I was playing with noticed it.
2: And see, it takes that. And that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. So you were settling. You were complacent. But now you've learned that lesson. And and sometimes it takes something like that for you to kind of snap out of it and say, holy crap. Well, I mean, not only can I get more out of it, but I deserve more.
1: And I'm going to I'm also going to say this. Uh if you take a look at my progression in the last year. As, as, last summer was a banner year. I mean, last summer was the first summer where I literally could get I mean, I I I don't even know how many flights I got. In the hundreds. I mean, gallons and gallons of nitro. And I had two crashes. And that that was that was a new thing for me last summer. I mean, before it was you know, every 30 or 40 flights there would be something a crash and so i've kind of stepped into a new realm new area where shit is it's not shit's wearing out you know it's (laughs) not it's not being replaced with new stuff it's wearing out Yeah, yeah you're
2: flying that much that that becomes something that you've got to pay attention to
1: and on top of that i did learn a huge lesson in that Um, you know, I've always kind of been like Nick said, I kind of just, you know, you guys are talking about the tuning of the head and I'm like, you know, I, maybe someday I'll, I'll, I'll understand and really be focused or worried about that stuff. But I just kind of assumed at this point of my flying that it just wasn't something that I needed to be too concerned about. I mean, I wanted it to be good right but i I gotta tell you i i um especially the last three days and today ed was there and even ed standing next to me goes jesus that helicopter's just got a lot of pop you know and and ed said that with no i mean i didn't i I didn't prompt him or say god what do you think you know he Mm -hmm, he just mm -hmm. it was an eye-opener i'm not gonna lie and i you know it's I think it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson to relate to, to listeners who might be in that same position. There's, there's a, there's another lesson. And as, as tough as that pill might be to swallow, you you gotta be okay with people going over your shit and pointing stuff out. Yep. Yep. That's a tough one. It is. I mean, it is, I don't care who you are, you know, but, it was a it was a huge eye opener, one that I thought I should share with the listeners. And no, that's uh, a good one.
3: Yeah, yeah that is a good one. Just don't sell yourself short. That's the big lesson. Well, don't be like, man, I'm not going to notice the difference and, because, jeez.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, on flybarless systems, let's be honest here. If if you can do more than hover then you're going to be able to tell the difference in head gain. Yeah. I mean, yep. uh, and, and even in a hover, depending on how far off your gain is, you'll be able to tell a big difference. So don't think that you those tuning parameters aren't for you because you can't throw down.
1: Well, also, too, uh, we were talking about um, the cyclic, and Nick was like, well, I think he, I think it's a little too aggressive. Remember, Nick, you were telling me about that?
3: kind of like your rate yeah or the feed forward
1: right right and and i actually uh i'm actually thinking about turning those down now because now i'm seeing it and i'm starting to notice uh some of those nuances and um no it's it's it was an eye opener it was a, it was a it was a good weekend for me from that that aspect of it
3: well it's all kind of a uh, there's a relationship to everything and you can't go too much on Too much like for one extreme and not another. So because it can really make everything the whole my idea of the whole tuning is to make everything feel very linear. You know, you want it to feel natural right off center as it does all the way over at full throw, you know, getting the same response, moving the stick X amount is going to give me the same amount more of, you know, more response uh, around center or out at the ends or whatever. So it's all about kind of making everything linear. And like in the case of yours, where you're not running that much collective pitch, you know, you're not super aggressive on your collective pitch, which is perfectly fine. It's awesome because it's teaching you a lot. But then if you get your cyclic too fast for that pitch, it can really make during like learning TikToks, for example, really difficult. You know, because you're you're barely moving one stick, and you're just sawing at it with the other one, trying to get it to do what you want it to do. Yeah, yeah,
2: and in fact, you know what? That that's a lesson learned that I have I've been going over a couple of times in the last few months. Is uh, you know I've been trying to slow my flying down and working on more smooth, precision stuff. Um, And dude, when you go there, if your cyclic um, response or rates are too high, you can see everything. No yeah. amount of expo, n- I'm serious, no amount of expo, 30%, 35% is going to clean up those little quirks, those little m- minor corrections. And so, slowly but surely, I've been dropping back down on the acceleration, on the initial response, the rates. And it makes a significant difference. It really does. Yeah. And overall, yeah. you, I mean, I feel like I get a sense of more control over the heli. I, I get mm-hmm. more to the point of me flying the heli as opposed to the heli flying me. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And that's and that's uh, you know, like I said, it was a big eye opener. And, and uh, thanks, guys, for going over my helicopter.
0: Yeah. And I think the other thing to point out is not to, you know, bring it back to a laziness thing or anything like that. But I mean, when once we started, you know, just sitting down and just decided we were going to do this, it, I mean, it really didn't take all that long to swap out four links in the dampers. No. So, True. I mean, it's, it it really is kind of a mental thing. I mean, you get in that, you know, you get in that kind of rut where you just, you don't want to do maintenance, but I mean, realistically you're talking an hour to an hour and a half and like Dan said, it flew like a new heli.
1: Absolutely, and the and the thing of it, and, and another thing too is, I unlike you guys, I do all of my maintenance at the field. But that's because my time constraints are a lot differently than what you guys do. And, and you, you also
0: nap at the field, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have very different. Uh...
1: And uh, that being said, you know, I always felt like I I I don't know the, the whole tuning thing to me. Um, I've always, I've been a little gun shy of the two needle thing. I mean, you guys remember me kidding about all that shit way back in the mm-hmm. beginning. Mm-hmm. It's got one needle too many and all that good stuff. Uh, it's, it's still not a, I just, I flew that 600 with that single needle for so long that it just felt so much easier to tune. And, and again, you know, you, I don't know if this was a good or a bad thing, but I found that when I in the winter, when the weather extremes were just so incredibly different, I mean, down to 15 degrees up to 35 degrees, 40 degrees. Sometimes I felt like I was just really tuning, chasing the tune a lot. This, mm-hmm. this winter in particular looking for, looking for what I felt was a good tune. And I, and I kind of felt like I was kind of, um, <laughs> chasing you know it was like the dog was the, the tail wagging the dog so to speak mm-hmm. a- yeah. and um one thing that i i am going to do and um just kind of an idea that i i had and uh, you know we can do these pdfs on the iphones and, and nick brought up the uh taking like screenshots maybe of particular pages of manuals so you can just have easy access but i am actually i've actually uh, I, i'm creating a pdf for my iphone that just has these really quick cheat sheets, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, if I feel like I'm having a problem with the tune, I don't have to go digging through the, you know, I don't have to go into my trailer and dig through the YS manual. I can just look it up on my iPhone. And okay, let's just start over. You know, mm-hmm. let me just start over yeah. with this tune because yep. I got to tell you, the starting point, even the starting point, when when we had readjusted the the tune, even that felt better. Yeah, and sounded better. Hmm. And then from there, it's just you know, if you're not really paying attention to where things are at, eventually, if you're chasing a tune, you 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 get to the point where it's it gets muddled. And and yeah. and, it, and
3: if you can have someone that has some good tuning experience, you know, help you help you get it tuned once. Uh, oh, for God's sakes, write it down. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's priceless <laughs> to have. Write it down. Holds go back in there count the turns, you know, put it back where it was, write it down and write the temperature that day just to just ballpark right. it, yeah. you know. And so if you ever get confused and man, that was like the number, that was the best thing that I finally committed myself to to doing when I was really learning how to tune. You know, like Dan it, well, out at the field we did that. You asked me like, "Well, you know, he put it up and he was flying and I could hear it was just struggling. Well, well do you think it's too lean or too rich?" I don't even care. I don't know. I don't know. Let's start over. Yeah. I don't know. Let's start over. Let's start rich and work our yep. way in lean. You know, don't try and chase it backwards. And then after trying to do that and seeing a couple of things, yeah, it was a little bit different because even though we're running the same motor, you know, my Hatori pipe tunes tunes differently than that FunTech pipe did. Right. I usually end up coming in a couple clicks leaner on my mid from a turn and a half out. But in the case of yours, it was actually too lean at a turn and a half. So we ended up going, you know, three, four more clicks out. And now all of a sudden, oh, geez, wow, there it is. You
1: know, but, but we had that starting point.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And but I think,
1: and, and that's really where I went wrong because, um, that's that's exactly what I was doing. I mean, I was just chasing the tune on, from a day-to-day basis without really even paying attention to where I was at. So I, w- I couldn't even begin to tell you where I was at. You know, uh, now I can. I mean, I know approximately where we are from those starting points.
0: And, uh, and I think the other main thing about having someone help you tune your heli is it actually gives you a reference for how much power the heli should have when it's tuned. Because oh, I yeah. noticed that, like with my N5 I was having so many so much trouble with it for so long that you know I get so used to flying that 90 size electric that I completely use lose my point of reference for you know how much power is acceptable for a 50 size nitro and it just it makes it really tough to tune
2: dude I'm now, still going through that on the gasser to be honest with you just yeah. when I think yeah. I've got the tune down
4: and gasser's I,
2: are I, I go and tune it just a little bit more and it's like whoa Holy crap, yeah. <laughs> dude. Where'd that power come from?
3: And don't you think, Jesse, that's kind of like, that's really what kind of happened this weekend with that ring thing? That you're just, I mean, uh, wasn't I'm, that kind I'm of still a, not.
0: Nothing? I personally, I thought it was running great, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not.
3: I guess lean power is very addicting when you come from, <laughs> an, from an electric background. Well, it is. Yeah. I mean, especially in flying 90 size electrics, yeah. anything on a 50. You know it, it, it just yeah
0: but but like we were saying also a, a lead motor usually gives you some signals and it does? I, and I, I, didn't I didn't hear anything so I
3: didn't hear any either but that's weird yeah it was weird like I actually thought those last couple flights he was just I mean beating it and it was in I mean it was wild yeah it was it sounded great but I think you know that can be that uh the mid-range can be really tricky yeah it, it can it can be really tricky because you'll sit there and you'll do a whole bunch of maneuvers in that mid range, right? You'll be sitting there doing aileron TikToks or, you know, four point tick tocks or like he was doing a bunch of tail wagging tick and you're, you're working that mid, working that mid, and then you go up and you do a couple maneuvers there kind of toward the end of your flight where you're in the high needle. So go into a big hurricane or big funnel, and you're just working that high needle, you shoot it all the way up into an auto and hit throttle hold, and you never heard anything bad. No. Right? You never got a chance to hear it hang on the pipe, but in reality was was that you spent, you know, three minutes of that flight lean in your mid-range, but then since you ended the flight in your high needle, you you never heard you any. Never, yeah, you never heard any you symptoms. You never heard any bad symptoms.
1: Yep. Let's uh let's talk a little bit about that since we're kind of on that topic. Um Jesse just mentioned, you know, you didn't hear any any uh symptoms of lean. What 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 would you be hearing?
3: Well, I for like the mid-range, I I try and do TikToks and and there's <laughs> that's kind of another tricky one too. Each yeah. person's TikTok is in a different needle. <laughs> <laughs> um if you can do them pretty proficiently, and, you you know, and keep your head speed up and get it to, you know, the TikToks are correctly hanging in the air, then they're usually always in the in the mid-range needle. And that would be working them in the extreme of the mid-range. There's – because you got to remember just cruising it around. Sport flying is in your mid-range. But if I were to tune it on the edge of lean for that and then try an aileron TikTok, it's not going to be happy at all. Yeah. And I will – Sit there and do some ailer on TikToks, you know, really try and work that mid range as hard as I can, A- and then I'll hit, I'll I do the throttle hold check. That's my number one check. Just hit throttle hold and and listen to it. Make sure it's not hanging on the yeah. Does it
1: doesn't hang on the pipe? Yep. Yeah. And of course, for uh, Rich, that's pretty obvious. Blubbery. It,
3: it just won't. Do oh that. Yeah. yeah. It
2: it, it sounds yeah. like it's loading think. down to the point where it's about ready to choke and die.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, but it can do that if it's way lean, but then as soon as you hit throttle hold, you'll know because it'll, ding, 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 well, ding, yeah, and, and you'll
0: kind of notice as well because you'll, you'll start tuning it and your mid will be, you know, you'll start pretty rich and you'll start leaning it out and you'll be able to hear it that the tick tocks that everything's just holding head speed a lot better and uh-huh. you'll keep, you'll keep going a couple clicks in land, a couple clicks in land and eventually you'll go okay, I just went in three clicks and I didn't notice any difference in the power. It's not holding any better. It's not performing any better. Yeah, That's usually when you go, you know, I think I'll go back to my previous yep. position. Back it out three
4: clicks for margin. And that's where I'm going to
0: fly it because I didn't, there was no, you know, performance increase.
1: Yeah. So. Do you guys think that that people that don't necessarily have really good flying skills are at a disadvantage when it comes to tuning? huge so what do we do what do those of us do that don't have those skills i mean because nick you brought up a point um uh in a conversation we were having a couple days ago and actually it might have even been at the field we were talking about it and you're like dude that's gonna hold you back that shit's gonna hold you back when 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 you aren't getting the performance out of your helicopter and you're trying to learn these new moves and you don't have the performance, it's just going to be hard to progress. So, yeah, you know, that that's a tough, that's a tough sell. And I can totally, you know, just that experience alone was like, you know what? I kind of get the whole electric thing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but nitro, I just love nitro and I'm not going to give up on it. And I, you know, but, but what do we do? What are, what are, what are those of us, who can't do these incredible smack moves? What do we do? How do we make sure that we're getting the most without going over the edge and yet settling <laughs> on something that is substandard?
3: Well, you also have to, you know, really think and consider that uh, why have the most if you never use the most? Yeah. Just uh, ask and that's yourself, the other do you way. Need it? To, yeah. Do you need it? And if you don't, then don't tune it for if you need it. You know <laughs> what? Um, Let's see. I blew up my motor because I ran it rich. Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Once you've broken it in incorrectly, there's no penalty for running it a little rich. No. Other than that, you're going to eat through fuel a bit quicker. Well, but again, okay. if, if you don't need to live on the edge of of lean. Well, I can don't. appreciate
1: that. But you, guys, I, I think you guys are kind of missing what I'm after here. I'm not necessarily talking about the edge. I'm talking about a guy in North Dakota who doesn't have anybody for 50 or 60 or 70 or 200 miles. And, um, you know, how does, how does he, other than obvious, the obvious, I guess going online, but you know, there's only so much you can, can gain from reading and listening. I mean, you don't get a true representation when you're watching YouTube videos. It's you're a,
2: asking for what skills to do.
1: Yeah. What, I mean, what, how, how are we going to mid range?
2: Mid-range, do constant full throw flips. And if you've got collective management, you're going to be in that mid-range. It's not nearly as stressful as the TikToks that Nick and Jesse are talking about, but you can get a feel for it there. And then high-end, um, I I use, um, other than, than a climb-out just to check initially, I use super-fast large loops and listen for it at the top.
1: Yeah, some somewhere, though, it's getting lost in the translation because I understood that, and I felt like, um, you know, you guys have seen My Helicopters Fly, especially last summer, and I don't feel like the tune was horribly bad then. No. Mm-mm. So what happened over the winter? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, what Was it just the not flying? Uh, I think that's
3: it. I, well, I mean, you've when you've been going out and getting – and there's a – okay, there's a really good – Relationship of summer flyer to summer flying to winter flying. What do you expect to accomplish during the winter? Not a lot. Ma- nothing. Maintain. 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 You're just, not go you're backwards. You're just going out there to say you flew. I mean, in reality, you you like flying, and we all love flying. But in the end, I don't want to be the guy that says, "What'd you do this week?" Ah, nothing. <laughs> you know. So you're not. You're. What I'm getting at is, when you go out to the field, you're not expecting anything. You're just hoping you don't crash, and that's a good day flying in the winter. Yeah,
1: I get that. And I I kind of think that's...
3: I think that's the uh, root
1: cause of it. Yeah. You would
3: not have been happy on a a summer day where you're out there, and the weather's nice, and you're not miserable, and you're having fun flying. It would have bugged you to the point where you did something about it. I would like to think that anyway. (laughs) I I do know that because I, I do know that. (laughs) Absolutely. And everything would have been a lot different. But I think as we get through the winter, you know, especially towards the end of the winter, it's just, eh, it's good enough. It's good enough. I just want to go and, you know, hurry up, go out, get some flights, hurry up, get back. Yeah, Least amount of effort possible.
1: Well, you know, this is a perfect time of year, I think, for this kind of topic because we are, those well, for the most part, uh, those of us, I mean, there's, there's a few of you lucky warm weather dicks that don't really have to deal with this and you, and you get uh pleasant weather year round and kudos to you, you bastards.
4: <laughs>
1: but, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of us that just have to kind of deal with that. The simple fact that winter time sucks. Yeah. And we're heading into well, spring. And so I wanted to throw my example of what I went through this past week out there because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in the same situation that I was in. Now's the time to go through those helicopters because, you know, worst, you know best case scenario, you just crash your helicopter. Worst case scenario, yeah. you do something more. I mean, you hurt yourself or somebody yeah. or something.
3: Well, we went, Dieter was right there too.
1: I mean, and it's not
3: just a nitro thing. There's a, there's a great example, and he was very open about this. That's why I'm not throwing him under the bus or anything. He's out there flying his Fusion. And oh my god. I mean <laughs> the, the the batteries were done. They were done 2 years ago. Yeah. You know, and and we were like, "Whoa, man, that's bad." He goes, "Yeah, I know. I need to get some new packs for this summer." And so it's no different. He, he's here he's flying with a with a subpar set of packs and he knows it. And it's nothing more than, "Yeah, it's I running. know I need to get some. <laughs> I'll get some once the flying season gets going mm-hmm. so he was in the same boat that you were and, and we've all been there too where it's like eh, this is good enough for now yep but then as soon as spring hits eh, well this is not acceptable. we need the best yeah we need <laughs> the best so you
1: know do it now
3: <laughs> Yep.
1: yeah and that's kind of where i was at i think and um I'm actually looking forward to some decent weather where I can spend a little more time in TLC on the helicopters. I really want to get the second uh, 700 going. <laughs> Honestly, guys, I've only flown that. Last time I flew that helicopter was at Othello. Wow, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> it needs some TLC. No love for that one. Well, you know, the other one has been running strong and, and uh, doing its thing for me, and I haven't crashed it yet.
0: So yeah, that's another great way to do maintenance. Just you know, crash. Just that's <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's that, what I've been doing all winter. You know, don't had force to maintain you. anything.
1: Yeah, you get it. You get to replace everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a, it's it's an expensive maintenance. Every plant. every fifty flights, just put new parts on. Horse, <laughs> <Well>, yeah, because <laughs> you're forced <laughs> to. Who needs to change
3: dampers when you can't get them out of the head? Yeah. <laughs> And you know what, Nick? If I puff one more set of lipos, I think I'm going to go insane. Dude, well, you're telling me that you're not running Gen Z's packs? Ever since I started running them, man, I'm getting over 200 cycles on these sets of packs. If you're still puffing them, you need to get up to speed. I think I'm going to go check those out and get myself a set right now.
1: You heard it here, folks. Gen Z's packs, Nick's mushroom stamp of approval. Find them at hobbyparts.com. Yes, yes. So, who do you Oh, I got a
4: whole story about that. Finally,
0: freaking shipped mine. Dude, wait till you hear this story. Paid two weeks ago. It's been in stock the whole time. Yeah, I know. I forgot to bring it.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh. All right, you guys. So, all right. So, I got a little bit of a story I want to kind of relate to you guys. I don't know if you guys knew this, but the post office has done away with parcel post. Did you guys know this?
2: No. Yeah, they don't have parcel post
1: anymore. So, I. It's long story short. It, it's just been miserable trying to figure out uh, the whole hoodie shipping. They've changed Parcel Post to Standard Post, is what they call it now, and along with that change came a ever so slight increase in cost. <laughs> I I send some sarcasm. Just a little bit. And so I've I've been trying to figure out and I, I just, I bit it, bit the bullet and um, can't use the PayPal printing label system anymore until PayPal gets it figured out. I don't know. They don't have it figured out. But apparently uh, the first of or middle of January, somewhere in there, post office just up and says, oh, we're done with parcel post. And then a few days after that, they said, yeah, uh, now we've got a new thing. It's called standard post. Uh, it didn't really affect domestic rates a whole lot. Is it the same thing with a different name? Uh, Well, it's the same thing with a different name and different rates.
2: Huh. Interesting.
1: Uh, What they did do on all things going out of the country, yeah, they jacked that one up quite a bit. So, hmm. uh, hoodie update, they're out. They're all on their way to you. Everybody's got their hoodies. Uh, Jesse actually ordered one and um, forgot to take it to Washington with me.
0: Yeah. So, so Kayla, your hoodie is on its way. It's
1: on its way. <laughs> and
0: it's Dan's blame, fault. Blame and Dan. And Jesse was telling the truth. Yeah. 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 I did order it. I did order it. And it's it been in top. stock.
1: It's been in stock the whole time. I mean, it. Uh, it uh, we got the hoodies. We got them in. Got them all packaged up and, and sent out. But here's the cool news, guys. There are more. We ordered extra. Uh, there's not many, but there are, I think, three extra larges, three larges, two, two 2XLs, and one 3XL. Nice. So, I want I have you... to get a spare. Yeah. We, I, well, we did that on purpose because <laughs> we, last time, just like last time, as soon as we put the order in, I got a bunch of females asking for hoodies, nice. and we, it was just too late at that point. So if you're interested in one of those, and I do have, I don't know how many are going to be left because I have uh, i have some, I would like some from the last batch um, that I put into a file that I haven't gone through yet. I'm going to email those people first and see if they still want one. But if you're interested in one, I'll update our hoodies page to kind of let you know what's left. But it looks like if you're a large, extra large, or a 2XL, or maybe the one 3XL, give me an email. It looks like we'll be able to get you in one. And something that actually we did talk about amongst us, but it kind of slipped through the cracks in letting everybody know, the sizing on these is, they're a little, I don't know, a little, I guess off is the best way to put it, right? They, they're sized a little small, right? Don't you guys think?
3: Yeah, I think it's like uh, a half size, a
2: tad, yeah,
0: yeah, maybe. But
1: I didn't notice it for me. Um, I, I didn't
0: really say. I I can't say I, I noticed it. Half size. Yeah,
1: I mean, so if um, you know, like, we did have some repeat orders for some from some guys that were like, "Well, oh, I'll just give this one to my wife, and then I'll order the next size up." And so we had a few of those. So as you're considering one. Keep that in mind. Um, they seem to be holding up well to to washing. I, I don't. Know, I've washed yeah. mine several times and it's not affected it at all. Fantastic hoodies. We all had them on this weekend. It was a RCHN hoodie festival <laughs> over in Washington. Yeah, and,
0: I mean, and just in general, I mean, they're holding up. I mean, I wear mine probably <laughs> four days, five days a week. So
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just. And they're, there's they're just, there's one other thing about them and. That actually, I'm gonna have mine altered. I don't know about you guys, and, and Dieter had hit this done to his, and this is where I thought of it: is his wife kind of cut a little of off the neck and and seamed it up. I don't know about you guys, but it's a little mine's a little tight around the neck.
2: Yeah, mine mine is. I agree with you. Really? Yeah. Yep.
1: Now, see,
3: that's weird. I don't. know. Maybe I got
1: a bird neck or something. Yeah, you do. I didn't want to say. Well, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so the hoodies are on their way to you guys i apologize uh that it's taken a little bit longer to get them out than i thought based on this whole fiasco with the shipping and but they're gone they're no longer they're at the post office and boom you should have them shortly uh also to our facebook page coming along nicely we hit uh 1700 and now we're at like 17 almost 1720 yeah Still trucking
0: we along. We are going to have to do something huge for 2000
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to figure something
2: so out. So that Jesse can reap the benefits with his yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm saving it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> there, there's a little, didn't you read your contract? Dude? There's a little clause. that says you're not I eligible to win. Didn't
0: you look at it? I didn't sign that.
1: Oh, you, you didn't?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there Jesse you go. Jesse found the make a whole new Facebook <laughs> <Man>.
1: account. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, my oh, name's. Look my, oh, look, my brother won. <laughs> my name's Burt. Bert Peachtree, <laughs> no. Yeah. Joey Lechner, no. No, that's uh, that's awesome. Thank you guys for you know keeping that Facebook thing going for us. It's a lot of fun to interact with you guys there. And of course, the forum just going like mad. Man, there's some good topics going in there, and yeah, even some uh, drama as of late. And we're not even gonna go into that. But if you're interested, go to our forums and check it out. See what you think. There's also the chat room, which. I don't know if you guys noticed, but the last couple of weeks it kind of slowed down a little bit, but it's starting to pick back up again. The the regular crews hanging out there, the same group of guys all shooting the shit and and uh talking batteries or whatever, learning from each other. And that's kind of the point of that. So if you if you're interested, go take a look, join in on the conversation, have some fun. And uh be sure to sign up for the newsletter. As we mentioned, we did do a giveaway. Uh, a Soko Heli tool, so congratulations to Jim for that and of course, last but not least, guys, the fun fly we've got an events page up for that as we mentioned in this show, Tim Jones is going to be there pinion's going to be there doug darby's going to be there the heli pros is going to come out um, it's going to be a lot of fun, so plan it get your vacation days and get your ass to deer park washington it's a beautiful location. It's going to be an awesome, fun play. Nick, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that?
3: Uh, most certainly shoot me an email at nick at rchelionation. Or you can catch me on the forum sometimes. Been a little busy lately, but I'll uh, I'll get back to you. Someday. Yeah,
1: I
4: will.
1: <laughs> jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that?
0: Oh, you could shoot me an email at jesse at rchelionation.com. Or shoot me a PM on the forums.
1: And Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that?
2: You could shoot me an email at Justin at rchellionation.com or get me in the chat box or the forums.
1: And I would also like to just say, Dieter, I hope you're healing up nicely.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Keep that
1: uh, bag of peas close, man. uh, You know. Uh, And if you also, too, send your events to Dieter at rchellionation.com, get them put on our calendar. And I am Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed on the forum or Dan at rchelionation.com if you want to send me an email. Well, guys, that that about wraps it up. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday.
3: Adios. Take
1: care, guys. This has been a production of RC Nation LLC. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, send us an email using the contact us link on the homepage. If you'd like to make a donation, there's a donate now button on our homepage as well.